I want to read from James chapter um, James um, four, James four, and uh, just a few verses. Um, the most convicting uh, epistle in the New Testament. Uh, we read here in James four: From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. <clears throat> and so on. I will stop there. But I want us to think about uh, today about motives for asking or motives for prayer. Why are you asking what you ask? The things that you ask. Our brother mentioned about uh, about our, our uh, demeanor in our prayers and um, how we are bringing the whole congregation here online before the Lord. And uh, so this is not a private conversation um, in in private prayer we may be a little bit more uh, intimate with God and um, sometimes it is that it, it grieves me that we, we forget the awesomeness and the holiness of God that we approach we, we, uh, there are times that we say things and it is uh, we are laughing uh, I uh, we ought to think to ourselves who am I approaching here is someone that angels are covering their faces, their feet before him. And here James tells us, what are your motives? In verse 2, it says, ye lust, you, you desire evil things, things that are not for the glory of God. It says, ye kill, ye fight, ye war. Uh, these are strong words to show how evil strife is within the church. And what is our attitude? In, in Matthew 5, we read, ye have heard that it was said, by them of all time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, the Lord said, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Uh, the Lord is speaking about the words that we use. Uh, we often don't have things we desire because we simply haven't prayed about them. Of course, we fail to ask. Perhaps you have um, given up asking because you asked before and it didn't come. So you have not persevered. And maybe today you need to persevere with God about those things that you have forgotten about. You, your desires are not strong enough, maybe. You have not because he asked not, it says. God stands ready to answer our prayers. And, and, and I think we, we lose the issue of expectation before God. And uh, <clears throat> he, he stands to answer our prayers, particularly for his, for his wisdom. We can pray for which one of us can say, I am most wise in this situation. No, he says, if, he, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But then by contrast, verse 3 of chapter 4 says this, um, though some among them did ask, 
James says that their prayers were asked with wrong motives. It's sometimes a mercy that God does not answer all our prayers. Uh, We often don't have things we pray for because all uh, we are focused on is our desires. And if neglect of um, prayer is a bane to our souls, the remedy to it isn't merely starting to pray. Because this type of praying is, is also a bane to our souls. Praying that fixes, I want this and I want that, that, that kind of a thing that we affix to our prayers. And then goes after it in the presence of God as though I, I will not be happy without it. Uh, so in context of um, the, the, the lusts is, is just the word for stuff that you want. You lust and you have not. Stuff that you want and you don't have it. But, uh, and so it's translated as lusts because it is for selfish reasons. They are not with uh, the purpose of God's glory or the good of others. So James is, is talking about preferring your desires to the com- conflicting desires of others, the interests of others. One thing we should eagerly come to prayer meetings for is not so much to to make sure everyone knows about my prayer request, but to become aware of the deep needs of my struggling brethren. And so it is good to hear about the needs of others. I can pray for them. We should come thinking about and ready to pray about what afflicts them. Now, just think about this for a minute. Which are we supposed to do? Ask or not? You can ask, but know yourself and what your foremost desires are. Are they primarily about you? Is is what you want from God more of what pleases God or what you want God to do more of what pleases you? That's a key to understanding why James speaks as he does. How many prayers for good health go unanswered? Not because there is anything wrong with uh, having good health or asking for health, but because one's devotion to God invariably diminishes when things are going well. Then verse 6 says, but he giveth more grace, wherewith he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Which is a quotation from Proverbs 3. In prayer, God hears more than the words that are being prayed. Remember that. God hears more than the words that are being prayed. He says the way you ask. It is the humble person, the lowly person that he hears. The one who comes with that disposition and, and of heart. He, he hears the heart as well as your words. You can have all the right words, but where is your heart? You might say that he he observes or notices the hearts. He, he knows whether uh, we are approaching him in pride or approaching him in humility. He recognizes whether we know how to talk humbly in his presence. When our lack of humility shows in, in how we speak to one another. And finally, verse 8, it says, draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God. Draw near to him. Not, it's not implying that man takes the first step in salvation, but depicting the spirit-worked response to God's word. What does it take to, to know the presence of God? Not to just feel it, but to know that he is with us. It, it, it isn't about feelings. All it takes is drawing near to him. And he wants us to, to trust him on that. And then he goes on to say, to, 
cleanse your hands, purify your hearts, repentance of sin, both internal and external. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, the psalmist says, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. So the motives of your prayers, why are you asking what you ask? How do you approach the Lord? What's going on in your heart? It's not a matter of merely your words, but your heart. John Bunyan said in his book on prayer, the Lord even hears a sigh if you don't have the words to say. And maybe, Pierre, you can only sigh. Maybe you are brokenhearted. Maybe the things that are oral around you are just crushing you. The pressures are there. And all you can uh, say to the Lord is a sigh. Well, praise God. God hears sighs in many situations more than our words. May the Lord help us uh, to approach him with the right motive.